Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'm going to say it one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how this whole thing works. That's the cycle of podcast life. Listen, people, it's a crowded market, okay? There's a lot of junk out there. This is a good show. I stand by it. J-Train seal of approval. The only way to let people in is for you, the listener. Because if I tell them, of course I think I have a great show. Of course. Who thinks Who thinks I'm better than me than me? Who's better than me than me? That's, you know, I get it. We're all living a delusional, wonderful life. And that's the only way to get yourself to leave the house in the morning. So listen, I can go sing the praises of my own podcast up and down the streets of this great city and people are going to go, look at that fucking crazy person. He really believes in the smell of his own shit. That's why I need you, the listener, you to make it your Instagram stories and to tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, anyone with ears, we'll take them. So thank you for already doing that because I know you do do that. I know you do. I feel it. My balls are feathered every day. I feel it. Who does it feel good? It's, it's as if it's a fall day and it's gloomy, okay? And I go out on the back porch here where I live and I am completely naked. Let me remind you, I'm naked. And I get with my legs uh, behind my ears. So I, put, I get down on my back and I put my legs behind my, beer, my ears and then just a little mist of cold rain just sprinkles my nuts. That's what it feels like. Every time you share it, you tell a friend, you tell a coworker. Let me uh, start by saying um, I'm thanking you a lot because today you're going to have to bear with me. This is an emergency taping. We had some tech difficulties. Not classic show. This is all Papa J train. Even the Wizard of Haas messes up time once in a while. And I'll take it. I messed up. We had some tech difficulties, and that's okay. We're, I'm here. We are going to tape an emergency alone cast, just you and me. Turn down the lights, people. The reviews to these, the reason I feel a little okay with having you know putting this all together is people seem to like these. If you don't like them, I'm willing to take some thoughtful criticism. If you do like them, feather my nuts. Tell a friend, tell a coworker, make it your Instagram stories. I'd love to hear from you. Um, but we're going to do an alone cast today. I, I do want to comp- also, before I complain, um, the live you up podcasts are next week. Uh, if you're in New York, D.C., uh, Boston, and Philly, Boston and New York, we might have some special guests. Philly and D.C., we're working on it. And that might happen too. But I can speak for the New York show is going to be wild. So if you're in New York, Boston, um, D.C. or Philly, get the group chat together. Let me I'll, I'll say one thing about our live shows. They're made for anybody who likes fun. So if you're 
out there being like, I don't know about my friends. I don't want to be responsible. I am more worried about your friends having fun than I am you. You listen to the show. You enjoy the show. You like what we do. You're an easy fucking target. I can get you. I know it. Your friends that you're going to have to answer to, I am very worried about them. And not worried that they'll have fun because that's why we've created a show that is for everyone. So bring out the group chat. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. If you are in L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Vancouver, Phoenix, L, uh, Austin, Dallas, and Austin, Dallas, and Houston, get those tickets now because we want those shows to be just as fun as the ones we're doing on the East Coast. So jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Let's get to the emails. Oh, I wanted to complain. I don't know how to complain about this without sounding like a dick, but before we get into the episode, I put up the charcuterie boards, okay? The whole idea of the charcuterie boards, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I put up pictures of people's charcuterie boards because it started from a tweet. People want to know what it is. So I tweeted out, I can tell what kind of parent you'll be just based on the charcuterie board that you put out for, the, for company. That was the tweet. I think it's I think it's a f- simple observation. Uh, might get you a chuckle or a smile. I, that's why I do these things. That's why we play the game. So then what happened was uh, a follower sent me their charcuterie board, and they were like, what do you think of this one? And so what I kept doing is I would take the picture, and I would post what someone would say behind your back if they saw your charcuterie board out at a party. So, if it had no crackers, I'd be like, God, now we got to do keto too? That would be the whole bit. And then I brought it over to Instagram stories, and people kept sending their charcuterie boards. I didn't realize how many women um, are doing a charcuterie board than taking a picture and holding onto it to look fondly back at someday. I didn't realize how big of a thing this was because I get... Probably 10 charcuterie boards sent to me a day. And and that is 10 more than I ever would have assumed existed on earth. But now thinking about it, I do get why. Because some of them are beautiful. I, I have to admit, some of them are unbelievable. So I, But I just didn't... I guess I understand now that you get done putting this thing together. You take a picture and you send it to your mom or you send it to a friend out of town. You go, look at it, look at this. Look at me. Yeah, I can be a mom one day too. So I get that. And I, you know, and I make, anytime I make fun of something, it's only because I would have done the same or I would have thought the same way. Or every time you see an Instagram post from me making fun of something, it's because, and you're like, how did you know? It's because I'm the same as you. I, I think the same way you do. I'm just a little more honest than most people. You know, and this is where it comes down to honesty. So this one girl, and I only put up charcuterie boards that people send me of their own. Unless it's like definitely at a wedding or posted on a public account. So I get sent this one charcuterie board and it was from this this woman who follows an influencer. And it was the influencer. So I saw it and it was like this beautiful charcuterie board. It was unbelievable. It was a 11-foot-long table of meats and cheeses. It was, to be honest with you, 
fucking amazing. And so I look at the, uh, and, and it's a full video. They couldn't even take a picture. Just a full span. It was like she took a helicopter up and was taking a visual of a, from above of a charcuterie board. And so I saw that, and they had posted the, the influencer. So it was sent to me from someone else, not the influencer, but the influencer who posted it, this helicopter flyover of their seven-mile-long charcuterie board with table decorations, and it, it was really unbelievable. I, I w- you know, I'm not here. I don't not want to give people credit, but I always think, how, what's the funny? That's, that's how I think. I, everything I look at, WTF, what's the funny? What's the funny, J-Man? So I look at it, and the caption of it is, this is 30. That's the caption to the flyover. And this is 30 is something you see a lot. Like, because of the movie, this is 40. It's a play on that. Like, this is what it is to be in your 30s. And I'm looking at this board, and I'm like, no, it fucking isn't. This isn't 30. We all don't just become 30 and become Martha Stewart. That's the least 30. We don't be turn 30 and then go, oh, got to start cutting meats and cheeses. Got to start fanning out crackers. And that's kind of what goes on today. It, and we're all afraid. It, this is the evolution of mankind yeah that's right you came to the j train podcast to hear about the evolution of mankind what's going on is no one wants right now struggle is in and you know that sounds bad but that's the reality it, it, everyone wants to have their thing that they had to overcome that they can push on you for why they have legitimacy in any argument so they'll be like oh well i grew up with one leg an inch and a half longer than the other and parents who would only hug me three times a week, and and as a as a man of of no hugs and and differentiating leg lengths, I understand. That's what everyone wants to do. No one wants to be the bragger. But in order to post the picture of your sweet charcuterie board, you have to say it's okay because I'm 30 and I'm boring. No, that's the lead. So I took the picture and I posted. This is, nothing has ever been less 30s to me. So then the person has to reach out. They're like, I'm a, and I tag the influencer because I figure they do want some to be tagged. I figured it was okay in this instance because they were going to be tagged. And then, so then I get a message, we don't get it. It's like, you don't want to get it. I get why you don't get it. You don't want to get it. You don't want to get that people look at this is 30 and then go, Roll their eyes. They go, it's a nice charcuterie board, but you don't have to fucking make yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up to have nice things. That's the whole message. And that's what happens a lot online. Look at us old women making a charcuterie board with all our best friends in a beautiful home. Yeah, that's not 30. That's a nice life. You don't have to take yourself down. Let's get into the show. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. The way this is going to work, we're going to do a bunch of emails. I'll get through them quick. And then at the end, last 15 minutes, 
We're going to do some One Pump Chumps. Uh, I put my phone away, so I'm hoping we get some good questions at the end of the show. We'll go through them quick. We're sponsor people. Woo! Love the sponsor. MeUndies. MeUndies, MeUndies, MeUndies. Here's the great part about MeUndies. It's the most comfortable underwear I've ever had. One, that's first and foremost. It doesn't have the, the band around your waist that digs into your skin and makes you have a bad day. Also, it comes in fun colors and fun patterns so that if and when you get in a situation where you're in someone's bedroom, you pop off your pants, they go, wow, this was waiting for me the whole time? This is hilarious. You have Halloween-themed underpants? You have a a Christmas-themed underpants? Look at you. And you didn't bring it up this whole time? It was just one big surprise? It's a fun chuckle at a moment that should be a little bit more serious, and I like that about MeUndies. So I enjoy MeUndies, and it's officially the holidays, and people are already shopping for gifts. Before you freak out about what to get your boyfriend, who you've only been dating for four months, or what to get your mailman, is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> or that the fact that you have to go <gasps> to the uh, go have to go to <gasps> the mail? Listen up, the mall. Sorry, I misread that. So MeUndies is anything but ordinary. They have a gift for literally everyone. Yes, including your weird aunt. The best part is they deliver straight to your door with free shipping. Yeah, so this is great holiday gift idea. This is great for your dad, your mom, Aunt, Aunt Sally, your friend, the guy you're seeing, your boyfriend. Everyone wears underwear. There we go. So, And it's comfortable and it's great. And uh, MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners for any first-time purchasers. You get 15. That's one five, 15% off and free shipping. Free money, people. That's a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. I'm a huge fan of what MeUndies does. They also have like you know onesies and stuff like that. It's just a fun company, fun site. You're going to want to get into what they're doing. All right, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do this one. Jtrain, you're the shit, sending you a boa of feathers. Now, let's get to it. Love it. Uh, it, This is called Hookup Bud's Halloween Party, to go or not to go. Met a date through friends of friends at the beginning of the summer. Met a dude through friends of friends at the beginning of the summer. Note, he had just broke up with his girlfriend of two years, about a month or two before we met. We've been banging pretty much since, usually once a week after we go out separately, then meet up late night. Uh, the texting has been consistent. We, are, we each take turns texting the other person first. If that matters, always responding either way. Overall, sex has gotten great. Happy with how everything is. Don't need more. The last time we hung out was two weeks ago. I was out of town two weekends ago. Then he was sick last weekend when he told me he was having a Halloween party and then asked if I was coming. I have mutual friends going to the party as well, but wasn't planning on going unless he invited me. Now it's Monday. The, fr- the party is Friday. Should I not go to the party unless he sends me details before? Hold on. Last time we hung out was two weeks ago when he told me he was having a Halloween party and then asked if I was coming. He asked. I have mutual friends going to the party as well, but wasn't planning on going unless he invited me. He did invite you. Now it's Monday. The party is Friday. 
should I not go to the party unless he sends... This was sent to me three three hours ago. Should I not go to the party unless he sends me details before? He knows I have friends going who could tell me about the details, but I feel like it should come from him if he actually wanted me there. Ew. Don't want to ruin the situation by showing up unannounced, making him think I need more help. A horny chick who's just trying to hold on to that good, consistent D. Listen... You are officially asking, making, being a pain in the ass. You're officially making this into a thing. I, and I'm not just saying that. I'm saying that as the impartial judge. If I had said to someone, you should come, I will remember that saying that. Especially to someone that I've been naked with. I would send him this text. I would go, hey, uh, pump for the party this weekend. What's the deal? And let him fucking answer that. Because you said... And then asked if I was coming. So that is him saying, and so you can't ask for more serious than the situation. So does that make sense? Your situation is very light and casual. He light and casually asked you to go and be a part of that with him. It matched the dating scenario. The fucking sense every weekend from meeting up late night after we're out. So all you have to do is drive your own bus. So, hey, pumped. You have to show excitement while also asking for the deets. And then his answer is going to tell you everything. Hey, pumped for the party this week. Uh, what's the deal? And see how he answers that. He'll, he'll either go, hey, just seeing this like a day later. And you're like, oh, it got weird. Or he'll be like, hey, uh, Friday night, 8 o'clock. Everyone's coming. You're more than welcome whenever you want to pop by with all your friends. Boom. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. 24-hour first date. 24-hour first date only here for the weekend. JR, big fan here. Thank you for the sound advice over the last couple years. I'll see you in Jordana November 8th. hey I've been single in NYC for almost three years. I've been consistently dating, yet find it hard to meet, make meaningful connections. Unexpectedly, met someone about, on Hinge about three weeks ago that felt like an instant connection. I'm 25 and work as a hospital administrator. He's 26-year-old uh, a management consultant. Prior to the date, I'm thinking he seems pretty perfect in every way, except he is three months out of a one-year relationship, and he was in a four-year relationship before that. To me, that's probably someone not looking for anything serious. Well, I wouldn't get ahead of myself. However, he told me he was looking for a relationship with someone who is a quote-unquote good match. Yeah, what else is he supposed to say? So the first date comes. It lasts 24 hours. Crazy amounts of chemistry, calling out of work, and several meals were involved. But refrained from any hanky-panky since we both had just met. We talk every day after that, and the second date was a week later. Very hot, but far from our homes because we met halfway, so no sleepover. I'm getting less communication at this point, but I'm still into it and figure he's busy with work. The third date is today, a Sunday, and the day before my birthday, and a big bomb has dropped. He is working in North Carolina Monday through Thursday until the end of the year, so so coming home only on the weekends. He did not mention this last week when he told me he was going down there. Fine, not something he wanted to throw out so quickly. So for far not a deal breaker however i will be away next weekend so i mentioned being off this coming friday and get hit with oh, okay i'll let you know if i'm around maybe we can meet up somewhere also it is 4 30 p.m when he's dropping me home so i asked if he had time to come upstairs he did not because he needed to pack to do work reading and he and be in bed by eight so my question is what gives 
Was this a polite last date because my birthday was coming up? Is he really too busy to come upstairs? Please see attached screenshots of the text iteration a couple hours after we said goodbye. Okay, so the situation as I understand it is they went on a great first date that lasted 24 hours. We'll get to that. We'll get to that piece of information because that matters. Then they go on the second date, um, and it's no hanky-panky because they just met. Talk every day. Second day was a little later. Very hot, but far from our homes because we met halfway, so no sleepover. So they live fairly far apart already. Then he, she finds out he's working in North Carolina Monday through Thursday until the end of the year, so coming home only on weekends. Um, and that's really the subject of her email. And then, okay, I'll let you know if I'm around. Maybe we can meet up, which is not the date she wanted. Um, so then she's, so then he, she drops him off at home. And she wants to ask if he wanted to come upstairs. He did not because he said he needed to pack. Okay, so she texts, hey, thank you again for everything today and for spending that time with me. I'm sorry if I was weird on the ride back. I was a little taken back realizing you wouldn't be around during the week for a while. Can't be easy having to travel every week, but please know I'm supportive of whatever you need to make make it easier. He writes back, my pleasure. I had fun today. Thank you for these kind words. I really appreciate that. And she writes, good. Also, I had, I, had I known I only had you until four-ish, we would have left that G-rated place earlier, LOL. I feel like we never really finished our second date. Oh, she's trying to let him know you could have fucked. Our second date is today or barbecue night. Barbecue night, LOL. The hot toddy really heated things up. Haha, sure did. You put me in, into a new drink that night. I know a few things, she writes. I haven't been excited about someone in a long time. I'm trying to do my best to give this a chance, but he seems disinterested. What do you think? Um, So here's what I think. I think because you had that 24-hour great first date, you're putting a lot on all the other dates, and he's feeling that. Um, Because he's moving away, that means that your dates are not going to be... He's in a position... Or because he's moving away, now he has to like come back and have real thorough dates during his time off to be with everybody. So when he comes back Friday through Sunday, those are his times to chill out. Like if you guys were dating in a real scenario, it would be like, okay, Thursday date, maybe we see each other over the weekend. It gives it time to be casual. To me, he didn't come up with you on Sunday because he did have to pack, because he did have to get together, he wanted to be in bed early, but also because he's not sure if he's up to what the task will be. If he had come up and you guys had had sex, then it's, okay, he is a little bit responsible for coming back after a week away and coming back and dating you. Right now, he has no idea of his work schedule when he, Monday through Thursday and what it's going to feel like to come back every weekend, which means he's not sure how much a part of that life he wants you to be. So I think you need to back off. I think you need to, ta- I think you need to say to him, yeah, no, you have to hold your standard while also backing off. So that whole thing where he said, yeah, we'll see, we'll see if I'm around. Maybe I'll, we'll meet up somewhere. Don't, I wouldn't get into dates like that. I would say to him, no problem. When he gets back, you say, how was the week? How'd it go? Uh, Let me know if you want to get together for drinks. And then let him make a plan. If it's a loose plan, then he's trying to get keep this in casual zone because of the schedule and because he's not sure of inviting you into this life. I do understand where he's coming from. There's people listening right now going, 
well, if he liked you, he would just, no, 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 no. Right now, he doesn't know anything. He's going to travel for work Monday through Thursday, get back on Friday. He doesn't know how tired he'll be. He hasn't worked out the schedule. So he really can't make promises to her. And she's going, well, I want a real date, which she should want. But he's backing off because he doesn't know if he can give that to her. So he's trying to sit there and run in place at the stop sign to keep his run going. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Political red flag or deal breaker? Hi, Papa JT. For the sake of a short email, I'll condense the flattery with this. Love the pod. My current issue, I've been seeing this guy who treats me really well is looking for funny, good-looking, funny, and all-around nice guy. We talk every day. I've been spending a lot of time together, hanging out multiple times a day. Okay. We have realized that we have very del- different political beliefs. To quote him directly, I feel like we have very different beliefs, but I still accept you. Okay. I'm happy that he can accept me, but I am on the fence if I can really accept if he has a radical, di- radically different political view from me. I can see that being a problem in the future, although right now I am more so so excited to be treated really well and explore the possibility of a relationship. Is this enough to ruin a relationship or ruin or a relationship or should this be a cross that bridge when we get there problem? Thanks. Would appreciate any advice you have. So I am in the camp on this issue. Notice how she left out her political she left out her political affiliation and his which I find interesting. These are very, now, right now, everything's politicized. There isn't one thing. I mean, go back to the beginning of this podcast. I'm talking about a charcuterie board that someone can't even just show on the internet without saying that, you know, they're, oh, this is 30s. They, they can't down themselves without showing something nice of theirs. And that's because, you know, this stuff is politicized. That might not be politics, but someone could look at that and go, Oh, look, she just posts her beautiful home and doesn't have to say that she's, you know, this is 30s, ha, 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 ha. You know, like, we can't even just show a nice thing anymore. So understand that this is the times to a lot of this. And, you know, right now everything seems heated and it might not be the case. I am from the place that you guys like each other. You, you guys like each other and are into each other more than this politics stuff matters. If you guys were really big political buffs and huge into this, this would have came up way earlier in the conversation. So this would have been something that minute one. So already you two can converse. You two from different backgrounds and different beliefs can get together. And you know what? You're probably both wrong. You probably both have shitty beliefs and The one thing you can do together is learn about the other side. And I think you guys as a couple would be more politically savvy and understanding and empathetic than two people who already agree. So I would say to you, look at the positives in this. Look that you get to talk to someone who you disagree with and I can have interesting discussions. You don't have to agree with everything your partner says. And to be honest, it's hard to find someone you say you're being treated really nice and you guys can end up learning more from one another than maybe two people that are the exact same. So, to me, it's fine, and you'll be okay. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. It's an alone cast, baby. Turn down those lights. 
turn down those lights. Hey, Jared. Big fan of the podcast. Been binging big time uh, during the weird period of life where I've been trying to decode my past to decipher any patterns that I can correlate with things going, going wrong and not working out. Well, man, that sounds, that's a heavy first line. <laughs> I, I've been using your podcast to decode my past to be told about the future. I'm 24 and I've never been in a serious relationship. Well, it can be tough to not have experienced something that so many of my friends have. I also don't really know what I'm missing. I'm a very independent person. And the idea of having someone depend on me in that way is just a big no right now. I don't enjoy keeping up text conversation. The idea of being expected to be in constant con connection pre prematurely annoys me. My friends always joke that it's going to take a very particular kind of person to date me. I make that noise because when your friends are willing to go out on a limb to say that it'll take a very particular person to date you, that means you're kind of tough to deal with. But I appreciate you sending in the email. My personality is great. Okay, we'll see. But it takes really, it really takes some time to quote unquote understand. Feel like what my friends and family tell me they love most about me are the quirks that are only uncover after some time. When I date, people can see glimpses of this, but I get the feeling that they don't get me fully, which how can they? They don't even know me. Here's my issue. I've never been able to hold on to something longer than three months. I've had limited experience, having only slept with three guys, met in a variety of ways, through Hinge, the Wild, and through friends. I find it really hard to actually find someone to date but then find it even harder to hold it down. So what gives? I get semi-attached because I'm not a girl who guy, guys pursue often, which leaves me feeling like when I have one that I'm into, I have to keep it going, but can't imagine, can't manage to do that for longer than three months. Any insight to the male mind would be ever so helpful. Um, and she gave a her Instagram for a celeb lookalike. She's very cute. There's nothing... She's cute and fun. She's doing all for someone that's so particular and different. She's doing all the things you've seen on Instagram before. She's in front of a painting, taking a picture. She's got fun captions. She loves coffee. Yeah, it's all here. She's been to Paris, took a bunch of pictures. I'm sure there's somewhere a mention of pizza. So, what's her problem? <clears throat> I'll say this to the emailer. Your first paragraph might be your problem. I also don't really know what I'm missing. I'm a very independent person. The idea of having someone depend on me that, in that way is just a big no. I don't enjoy keeping up text conversation. The idea of being expected to be in constant connection with prematurely annoys me. My friends always joke. Here's the thing. You're so far out ahead with negativity that you're putting, you're basically saying, I, I, I don't want to see the movie. I know what it's all about. I get it. I don't, I don't really like it. And it's like, you need to take a breath and understand that there's people out there that will be into your cup of tea. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I would understand that if you're holding on to these, I don't text. I don't do this. I don't do that. Then when you first meet someone, it's hard for someone to get into knowing you and want to find out the quirky things that you're into and the things that make 
other people love you. So I think the attitude of you, it seems like you've looked across at all the other relationships out there and assumed what that's what every relationship is. Assume that they're all prematurely texting too much and they're all doing this and they're all doing that. And it's like, and you have such a wall up to that that what I would assume is happening is you're putting a wall up to yourself. You're not letting people in because maybe a guy texts a lot and you'll go, well, this is what people do. They have to text a lot. And you go, instead of just being like, oh, this is how this guy plays it. Oh, okay, cool. It doesn't mean you have to get back right away. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, responding to every text they send. And the three-month thing is more in your head. Yeah, you have a big, big cor- correlation between you and the three-monthers, but, you know, that happens to a lot of people. I wouldn't worry. I would keep going on dates, keep meeting people. And I would also let things happen a little more instead of getting ahead and being like, everybody sucks and everyone doesn't do it the way I do it because I'm quirky and weird. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com and alone episode. Turn the lights down, people. Biolis on Bumble. Hi, Papa JT. Big fan, longtime listener of both J train and you up have tagged many a bitch. Love it. My question is about attractive guys on specifically Bumble who have literally zero words on their profile, no bio, etc. How are you supposed to start a conversation that goes anywhere when you have nothing to work with? As a lady who will usually find someone something in the bio and make a joke or something from there, as a lady who will usually find some how, how do you find someone nothing to work with as a lady who usually finds something in the bio and makes a joke or something from there? I know Bumble makes things very easy for guys because we have to come to them. And if you're hot, you probably think that pictures are enough. But I find a lot of matches go. I let a lot of matches go because there's just nothing to say. I understand that the guy who doesn't even fill out the bio probably won't be boyfriend of the year, LOL. But is there even a way in here? Yeah, of course. Uh, There's definitely a way in. Um, I like that she mentions it's always the hot ones that don't have a bio. Yeah, because they don't really rely on their personalities as much. They can walk through life. I'm the hot one. Talk to me. The way in to a bio-less Bumble profile or any profile with very little to say is to talk about the pictures. If it's just them alone, hey, a lot of alone shots. Any friends? Something like that. Reference the pictures. I do... I mean, this goes along with advice I've given here many times where it's make it personal to the profile. If there's no words, I, that's even something you can write. Where's your bio? What am I supposed to say to you? Do you have any interests? You know, you can make fun of that. Call it out. But also, I would say this. If you have nothing to say from looking at their pictures, there's not one first thought. I used to go with the first thought. I would see one thing. I'd make a joke about that or make a comment on that. And that was my opening thing. Um, cause I think the first thought is the most you, and that's who you should be on a dating app. If you see someone's profile and you match, but nothing comes to mind, you don't, you're probably not going to have a lot in common. Move the fuck on. You don't have to stay and talk to this person. And if you really want to talk to them, Hey, what's up? How we doing? Give them as much effort as they've given to the profile. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com deal reveal is this situation doomed I spent Labor Day weekend this year at my friend's lake house with a group of our friends and her brother and his friends Labor Day weekend my friend's lake house with a group of our friends and her brother and his friends okay we're all in our mid-20s now and we've been having lake weekends a couple of times every summer since college so everyone gets along and always has a good time this time i hooked up with uh one of the guys there and it was wild mind-blowing sex all weekend now fast forward to present day me and this guy have been texting nearly every day per his initiation 95 percent of the time but have only met up once since labor day Last weekend, okay, people, please don't send in emails with black highlight. I can't even see it. Last week, uh, once, last weekend, they met up once. Last weekend when we met up at a football game, we were both already at. We ended up back at his house for another steamy hookup. I've tried to make other hangouts happen prior to the football game. Uh, See text below to no avail. Until it became wildly convenient for him. I'm guessing and you can confirm that he is keeping me on the back burner, for instance. Uh, just like this past weekend when we were both up in the same place so that he has a hassle-free hookup on deck. Yeah. But what the fuck is this guy's deal? Why text me nearly every day without attempting to progress with somewhere? Well, he did. And it pains me to ask this, but is it possible to move the situation past this? Uh, what it is, or is this doomed to just stay in no strings attached land? It's somewhat doomed. We have great sex, and I enjoy his company when I see him, so I'm just curious if this could go anywhere. What's your best course of action at this point? I attached a few text threads to exemplify how aloof this guy is. Well, he's blissfully aloof. You say, why would he do this to make nothing happen? No, he, he made the thing happen that he wanted to happen. You guys had fun at the lake house, had great sex. He got your number. He texted you, texted you, texted you until the day came that you were at the football game. He was at the football game. There was no one else in his crosshairs. Ah, this is someone that's familiar with my penis. She knows all the rides. She knows the turns. She knows the crevices. She's the one I will bang. So let's read one of the conversation. Oh, okay, have fun there. We're at Drake's, but heading to blank soon. I'm down to meet up. You always go to blank, LOL. You've never met up before, so surprise me, LOL. Y'all should just come drink at my house. No, come to Molly's. Being, bring your jewel. Come on, show up for once, she writes. He writes, I'm already home and have been drinking all day. I want to meet up, though. That's the thing. This guy's good. She's like, come meet up. I'm drunk. I'm horny. I'm, I'm here for it. He's like, I'd love to. But what about this place? What about that place? I'll come out. And then he goes, ah, I ended up at home. I do want to meet up, though. So he keeps that out there. So she writes, here's another text change. She writes, stayed in last night, but you should come find me tonight. I think we're going to hit O'Shea's. He writes, ha ha, I was there last night. <laughs> See? You just, a guy who has hooked up and will hook up again just wants to keep the ball in the air. Okay? You ever play that game at the beach where you take the volleyball and you're like, hey, let's see how many we can get. You're not worried about having good hits, you just want to get your hits so you keep it in the air. You ever play out? 
where you play a catch and then if you miss it, you get a letter. You just want to make the catch. You don't care how it happens or when it happens or how, why it happens. Just make the catch. This guy stayed in last night, but you should come find me tonight. I think we're going to hit O'Shea's. He writes, ha ha, I was there last night. That just kept the ball in the air. He's happy. He's happy to hear from her. He got back within the right amount of time. And then she writes, well, what are you doing tonight? He writes, I'm going to the Colts game in the morning, so I might not stay out too late. And then he write, Then she writes, guess we're going to have to get together sometime during the week since we can't make the half weekends work. Then he writes, ha ha, I can meet up tonight. Just might not stay up all night. See how he ignored the weekday text. This is what he wants. This is what it is. If I'm this girl, I'm done with this. She wrote again, you're annoying. You're so annoying. We're going to text forever and you'll never actually meet up to see me. So she's put herself out there. And he writes, LMAO. I told you shit's been crazy, but I do want to hang out. And then she sent back Trump looking like, right, bitch? Looking at him. So, uh, a gif. I understand the plight she has. I don't think she's wrong for feeling like, what the fuck is with this guy? Because I, I do get it. She's like, he's always nice. He says he wants to hang out, but he doesn't ever make it happen. And the reality is, he wants to keep it exactly where it is. He likes. He thinks you're good looking. He thinks you're fun. He just doesn't want more. And I know that's hard to see because you're like, well, why doesn't he want? Because it, it's not even you. He doesn't want the responsibility of being more. Notice how he. Ex- so notice how he just ignored the weekend, the weekday plans. Because he's like, nah, well, that's not what I'm looking to do because then he'd have to make a promise that he'd have to go back on. So my advice to you is you stop texting with this guy. If you receive a text from him late night, ignore. If you do want to, if you want the proper use things to do, hey, listen, I had fun. We have fun sex. We have fun time together. I'm looking for something more. If you want to go on a date, I'm down for that. If not, I'm going to go my separate ways. And that's your last text. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. I mean, this one is also weirdly colored. What's going on? We'll do one more email. And then we'll go to the One Pump Chumps. I want to thank you for coming involved with this alone cast. We're sponsored, people. Noom. Love Noom. Getting in shape is hard. I'm trying it myself. I'm fucking failing every week, and I keep getting back on the horse. And what I like about Noom is that it's helping me fail less. And I know that sounds like a bad endorsement, but I do think Noom is something that kind of never lets you forget about the things you need to do. It is an app on your phone, and it pings you. Go weigh in. Go, and it'll give you fun facts throughout the day. It has the best, um, the, the most extensive calorie tracker that you can use. You can find foods, all foods that you would eat during the day to put in the calorie tracker. It has everything in one place. And it also, just those pop-up notifications just remind you, stay on it, stay on it. And that's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to change you and change your way of thinking about food and exercise and all that stuff. So getting in shape should just be, isn't this about losing weight? It's about learning healthier habits. That's the thing. Remember that book, Eat This, Not That? 
That's what Noom is basically doing for people. It's giving them the opportunity to have the knowledge to go, taking a right here is better than taking a left. And listen, I love it. Um, you're going to feel better. It's just, I think Noom is going about it the right way. They're, it's, they understand that it's a mental issue, not a physical one in most cases. So Noom is a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, this is such a huge thing. It's like Noom teaches you why you do things and the things you do. So that's a big thing when you're like, oh, here's why I'm going down this road of binge eating. Noom can help you with that. And it aims to give you arm you with the tools uh, to break the bad habits and replace them with better ones. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps... <laughs> Make big progress. Sign up for your trial today. Listen, there's no reason not to sign up. Check out the app. Take a look. Dance around it for a day. Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. That's Noom dot com slash J-Train. What do you got to lose? Maybe this is the thing that works for you. It's helping me out. Noom.com slash JTrain to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash JTrain, the last weight loss program you'll need. Noom.com slash JTrain. Booty call best friend and me. <clears throat> this past Friday night, Booty Call and I were walking back from the bars when I look over and suddenly my friend and Booty Call are locking lips. Hold on. Booty Call and I are walking back from the bars when I look over and suddenly my friend and Booty Call are locking lifts while all walking down the street together. What? I completely lose my mind and do a full 180. Leave my Booty Call in the dust and proceed to walk with my friend to get back to my place. We finally arrive in my building and shit really hits the fan. My friend gets inside and I proceed to, tri to rip this guy a new one. Everyone on the street can clear... My friend gets inside and I proceed to rip this guy a new one. Everyone on the street can clearly hear what I'm saying and was so intense to where random people were coming up to make sure I was okay. I'm absolutely losing my mind and he's standing in the doorway doing the typical moves. I'm sorry, I know, I fucked up. So being the drunk girl that feels like no one can feel her pain that I am, I immediately go to, well, how the fuck would you feel if it was me and you and one of your best friends and you and one of your friends and, and you look and you and one of your friends and you look over and we're a throat deep. I don't know what outcome I was expecting, but we proceed to then go upstairs to get my friend for her Uber. I walk her to her Uber. My friend says, are you going to fuck my guy? Referring to my booty call. Boy, this is like an episode of the real world. She called my booty call her guy. After ending the night sobbing in his arms about how hurt I was by this, him and I decided that we were all drunk and shit happens. <laughs> I don't know about that. I texted him Saturday morning just saying last night was a shit show. I'm sorry. You're apologizing. Jared, is there any way to fix things with this guy? No. After talking and hearing his side and his apology, I want to fix things with him. Also, because I know you'll wonder, I deleted said friend off of all social media out of my phone. I don't know about you, but I've never been so drunk. I make out with and try to claim my friend's booty call. Rate, review, subscribe. I, I think she's going about this in in the way sometimes women, people, let me just say anyone does. The friend is the long-term feel-good plan and the booty calls the short-term band-aid. The friend is getting stitches, 
making up with the friend is getting stitches. Making up with the booty call is putting on a bandaid. The booty call is the one you should get away from. Okay. I know right now he makes you feel good because he tells you he likes you and he makes you feel beautiful because he's in bed with you and making out with you and he's their booty call. But I'll tell you right now, any guy that would be standing next to you, no matter how drunk or whatever they are, and make out with your friend while you are on the other side of them doesn't really respect the relationship that you have. I know, and it's, I mean, it's one thing behind your back. You know, at least he cared a little bit. This is him caring 0% and not seeing and basically saying losing you, not as a girlfriend, as a booty call, as you call it, you're the one that wrote in, didn't matter that much to him because maybe he'll pick up a new booty call with the friend. So I'm sorry to say this, but you got to dump the booty call. You have to text him and be like, hey, we're done. Please don't text me again. You have to go to the friend and be like, I'm really hurt. We have this long relationship. Uh, hose before bros, whatever the saying is. Um, and you should try and work on that relationship with them because I can see why the friend would do it to you and make a mistake. To me, the booty call is the one that didn't care about the mistake. Receiving the kiss is different than giving the kiss. You know, I, I, I just don't think this guy cares about you in any way. And I know it's hard to get away from him because right now he's the quick feel-good plan. He's the guy that will show up late at night when you're drunk and make you feel good and, and not, not as lonely. The friend doesn't have that power. So I would dump the booty call and try and talk things out with the friend because there's a reason you guys are friends. The only, the only reason you have the booty call you're putting up with him is because you know, you're both a little bit lonely and you don't want to look for the thing that will you know, fulfill you more. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Now, I promise it at the beginning, we're going to do some one-pump chumps. Um, let's see what we got here. And I love these one-pump chumps because it feels like people are really into these. Okay, we got a bunch. Wow, we have a lot. A guy wrote me, would 23-year-old old Jared settle down? No. <laughs> 23-year-old Jared would not settle down, and I would have incurred... Okay, the peanut gallery is here. Quiet down back there. 23-year-old Jared would, wouldn't settle down, and I'd even go back and encourage 23-year-old Jared to be more honest with his partners and more honest with himself, even if it was going to lose him partners. I would, that's what I would tell 23-year-old Jared. He still messages with ex of five-plus years older single sister on the reg. Two years post breakup. Weird. He still messages with ex of five plus years older single sister. Is that weird? Yeah, two years after the breakup. I think it's weird because he might not get much out of it, but the single person he's texting with does. So, and he knows that. How'd you get so fucking smart at what you do? 
<laughs> no, I'm not. Have you considered being a therapist? That's actually um, not a compliment. Um, I'm a comedian. I'm funny and try to be funny for this. The advice is just that I don't... Anyone could give this advice. I'm just not involved in your problems. If a guy is drunk and says, I love you three times during sex, do you ignore it? Yes. I, we actually discussed this. I'm going to be a guest on Diet Starts tomorrow on Sunday. This came up, um, and we did it, I think, when we did the similar section. Guys say things, especially in the beginning, that they... I think when guys don't have game, they use romanticism as game. So they say things that they know you will feel good about hearing to make you more into them. So when he says it during sex, to me, that's his sex talk. You know what I've also said during the sex? I want to shove my cock in your mouth. That doesn't mean that's like what I say in my everyday life. That's bed talk. I want to I want to get them hotter. What are your thoughts on hanging out with someone recently divorced from a 2-year marriage? Um I would think you I I don't like the idea, and this happens, a lot of women will reference this in their emails. They'll be like, well, he's out of a one-year relationship. Listen, you are smart enough and good enough to realize when someone is being casual and when they're not. So take that as part of the information. If you say to the, if they're like, well, I've been mar- uh, divorced two years and I'm just out here partying, you're probably not going to change that. And they're probably saying that for a reason. But if they're like, yeah, I was just divorced after I had a two-year marriage and I was divorced six months ago, and this is my first date out, but I'm really happy to be on a date with someone, and, yo, we should do this again. That's someone who wants to go on dates and wants to meet you. So I'm not saying to chase bad percentages. I'm saying to trust when you feel that someone is trying to be casual, you should know it more. Best way to get over an ex, unsubscribe from their Instagram and social media. That is the best way to get over an ex. Can you ask your doctor out if your sessions are almost done and there's mutual interest? Um, <laughs> your sessions. What's going on with this doctor? I would say yes, but you have to do it on the way out. Don't do it with a couple sessions left. I would do it. I would say, hey, it was really nice to meet you. I'm giving you my number and call it out. I don't know what the rules are with this. I don't know what the deal is, but I feel like we've had a nice vibe here and maybe I'm missing this because it's a doctor-patient relationship and I'm okay with that, but I would feel less okay with not saying anything. So here's my number. And that's the way you go about it. Best way to approach a cute guy at a bar. Hi, I'm blank that's the best way hi who you here with hi just a simple hello want a drink my friends and i are over there we're all taking shots boom how many dates till you become official with someone i don't really believe in any one rule with that i think um that answer becomes pretty clear based on the amount of time you're spending together Just going on six dates, what does that mean? 
Because you spent six hours together, you have to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Well, you know, is it different that if you went on one great date and then the next week you're like, hey, come out, we're all out. And then the next week you went, uh, you were like, hey, I'm out with some friends, but we should meet up late night. Then you go out late night and then you fuck. And then you that next week you go out and you're like, I'm staying in, but you should come over and watch a movie. Oh, wow. Look at that. Now you've spent like 18 hours together on four different dates. Should they be together? Who knows? Why do guys ask for your Instagram and then disappear? Say it with me now. Masturbation. And I know you've cringed up when you heard that answer. I'm sorry. I'm just here to hit you with truth. I had phone sex with my boss last night. Should I do anything or pretend it didn't happen? I don't know what you do. I do think when you see him, you say hi. Um, I think even smiling at him, that's fun. But right now, you're in phone sex land. The question is, where do you want that to go? Do you want it to be a dating situation? I would send him a text. That was fun last night. Uh, and, and also, tell him how you feel. Be honest. That was fun last night. A little weird seeing you today. We should do drinks this week. I don't think that you're locked into any scenario because of what you did. What you did is great and wonderful because it was you making a decision and you went with it. What do you do? Do you want a date? Do you even want more from him? If you do, ask for it. Favorite episode of The Office. Oh. The best episode of The Office is The Dinner Party. No question. Not even close. The Dinner Party, Stanley or Kevin dropping the... The chili is the best opening to an episode. Um, I think that when Jim and Pam get married, the show ends. Are you and Jess moving in together soon? We're going to go to the next one. I'm kidding. It's coming. It's coming. She's sitting here and angry. One thing you'd splurge on for your wedding. Um, my home. I don't know what I'm splurging on. I don't know. One thing you'd splurge on. Oh, the one thing like at the wedding. Yeah, the band and the food. Booze. People at the beginning of the night care about the booze. They'd be like, you don't have my scotch. And it's like. By the end of the night, everyone's like, vodka soda, vodka soda, vodka soda. So, like, no one gives a shit. They care, but I'm saying, if you're going to, if you had $100 and how do you split the 100 I'm going to put, you know, to me, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, if, to me, it's 60 bucks towards the food, 30 bucks towards the, the band, 10 bucks for the booze. Um, let's do no, no question, but love the long distance pod. Yeah, that was a good one. Go back and listen. Um, want to let her know I don't plan on going anywhere and don't want to step on any toes. Two kids. You got to tell her. Text her right now. Uh, hey, I'm having fun with you, but this is just a hookup to me. 
How do I befriend my boyfriend's ex-wife? I don't necessarily want to be besties. You don't. You don't befriend your boyfriend's ex-wife. You walk away. You, you be, you know, to me, that's one of those situations where it's like, you're two people at a party and you know the same person. Be nice and cordial, but don't try and overdo it. Kill, fuck, marry. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle. Um, see, I don't, I've never been to Chipotle enough to like really have an authority on this. Like I've had Chipotle out of my, I mean, I've never, Chick-fil-A has been out of my life pretty much because it just wasn't around me. Um, so I would, I would, but I also know that Chick-fil-A has the options I would want. Marry Chick-fil-A, fuck Chipotle kill mcdonald's yep you heard it here first this person sent their message in seven different ones and it's like i can't do that one been seeing someone for two months he has to be exclusive and said he sees a future but isn't ready to introduce me to the rest of his friends met his three roomies already and it was great so what gives is he is this way of running out the running the clock uh a part that he's not He's not the best at texting, but he has made an effort to improve. We do dates at least once a week and have a great time each time. It's always fun and different, uh, so not sure what he's waiting for. I know I'm his first real lady since high school, though. I would just forget about the friends. I, I understand like that. that's like a box you're trying to check, but I would more, inv- in, I would more care about... I wouldn't care about... Sometimes people write in with these issues that are very much the peripherals. They're like trying to get these peripheral boxes checks. Oh, if I get the friends and I got this, he will dump you no matter how close you are with his friends. Okay? If there's no connection. If the connection isn't there, he will look at his friends and go, yeah, I don't fuck her anymore. And they'll go, oh, she was nice. And then move the fuck on. So that's not even that important. So... My advice to you is dig into the relationship, have fun together, get to know each other so well that the friends come up when they come up. My boyfriend never finishes in bed. Why? Interesting. My boyfriend never finishes in bed. He's probably used to masturbating standing up. He probably has been masturbating in the shower for like maybe that's part of his schedule but I would tell him to ease his head give him a little blowjob tell him to relax a second let's see if we can work this out we could be jerking off too much the peanut gallery has a good point what's the easiest way to meet people in real life go to a football game with friends go watch a game at a bar with a bunch of girlfriends Show them titties. No, I, I'm joking. I go to a bar with a bunch of friends, uh, wear the jersey, have the drinks, and talk to other group of big fun groups of guys. That's the best way. This is the time of year to do it. We'll do one more. Do we have any more? Is eight months too early to move in with your significant other? I don't think there's really too anything with anything. But I also don't think you should look towards the 
outliers to describe the reality. So don't count on the exception as the... What is that saying? There's a saying for this. Don't count on the exception to be the, to be the reality. So if you're like, I'm feeling it after eight months to move in, that's good for you. You feel it. If they look at you and go, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I'm down. Yeah, go ahead. You're going to be the thing. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be the thing that people go, well, they moved in after eight months. But you're the exception, which is okay. Do we get it? What do you recommend men and women wear for a first date? Casual. I don't know. Depends. Depends. Are you coming from work? What day of the week? I don't know. Whatever you're most comfortable in. Is it a to see talk to a guy long distance when I don't see a serious future and he wants a girlfriend? Yeah, you should probably stop talking to him. Um, if you don't see a future and he wants a girlfriend, sometimes these long distance talk things are just the response to being lonely. And when you're like, well, he keeps texting, he keeps responding. Yeah, there's levels of feeling unlonely. Texting does fill a void. Admit to that, and a lot of your questions get answered. I'm Jared Freed. This has been an Alone Cast. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for getting involved with this podcast. If you're on the East Coast, live you ups coming next week. We'll be back next episode. Boom.